We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by RickRenGood.com. All the stats, tools, and info that I'll be referencing on the podcast can be found over at RickRenGood.com. Now is a great time to sign up if you are looking for a detailed written breakdown of Austin Country Club, where I go through the actual model inputs uh, of what I am measuring this week. If you want to copy that or use some of it or use none of it, but just have as a reference point, uh, you can find that over at rickrungoods.com. Plus the actual players that rate out the highest in all the stat categories that I'll be discussing a little bit today on this podcast. It is an incredible community that we have over there. It is the largest golf database of its kind featuring all the stats from the majors from the European Tour, we even put player results from Live, Corn Ferry Tour results in there as well. We also have ownership projections, my weekly DFS final thoughts article where I run through ownership for every range, talk about good chalk versus bad chalk, my core plays, weather, all that good stuff. Uh, and it is that Slack channel is the best place to reach me throughout the week for any questions or concerns. So sign up today using promo code Andy. That is the important part if you want to help me out. And we would love to have you as part of the team. All right, coming up on this podcast, my good friend Luke Sweated Out on Twitter will be joining me to run through both of our brackets for the WGC Match Play Championship. This is actually the three-year anniversary of this podcast. My first episode ever was with Luke for the Match Play two years ago. We did this two years ago. We did this last year, and this is our third year doing it. So really excited to be back. I appreciate you guys bearing with me when I was sick last week. It is great to be back. I love this event, and we're kicking into an incredibly fun time on the golf calendar. So without further ado, let's talk to Luke. All right, my good buddy Luke Sweated Out is here. I was just talking to you off air. This is uh, the third year that we're doing this for the match play. I can't even remember what happened last year. I I feel like we were all over the map with this, but this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Uh, And I'm honored to be joined with you as always. I said in the intro of this, when we did this two years ago, it was my first real podcast ever. And I was just reflecting on how 
far we've come and how this is kind of crazily turned into my full-time job. But here we are, buddy, year three, my friend. And this, unfortunately, this might be the last year ever. I mean, we have no idea. I, I was just going to say, it's, it's really unfortunate because I love this event. I think a lot of people love match play and love this event. Um, yeah, we're getting in a nice little groove. We've made a little tradition out of this. I always look forward to it, getting on the pod with you. But it sounds like at least this iteration of match play on the PGA Tour may be the thing of the past. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I'm, I'm glad to be doing it with you again. You know, it's it's March. It's March Madness. It's It's match play. It's good stuff, man. Why don't they just find another course for this? I mean, I'm not that Austin Country Club is a bad match play course. I think it's a great match play course, but I don't know. I feel, I mean, this used to be the format of a major. Like I, 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 right. I, I feel like there should be some place for match play on the PGA tour. If we can find room for a team event on the PGA tour, I feel like we can find some place for one match play tournament. It doesn't have I'm, to be a WGC. Like it doesn't have to be an elevated event, I guess, but I don't know. Right. So, so my thing has been that the tour championship, I think, should be match play. Love it. Um, Completely agree. You know, it's already such a small field event that people, and I don't think people enjoy the like starting strokes format. You would already have kind of a built in advantage, right? When the, the number one guy is playing, you know, even if it was just a 32 man match play, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't, you know, you already have 30 guys showing up anyway. So you don't really change much. East Lake could probably be a pretty fun match play course, I would think. But yeah, I'm, I'm bummed to see it leaving uh, Austin Country Club. I think you and I chatted last year on like round one, and I texted you about whether this was, you know, one of Pete Dye's best best designs. And I think it's it's not. I think he's got a lot of other courses that are considered to be better. But I think that what this course does offer is a super compelling match play environment, right? right. The, the a lot of really short par fours and uh, kind of quirky holes where you can make really different decisions on how to play the hole and how to attack it. And you can, you can uh, take much more risky plays, risk reward type lines on certain holes and things like that. So it's, it's sad, man. It's an end of an era, um, but let's, you know, let's say goodbye with our, our best match play week of the, of the little stretch here that we've done. Um, so they don't, I was just talking to you about how I wish that we could run through these little groups with like odds to get out of the group. So like, for example, I don't know, you know, say that Scotty Scheffler is minus 150 to get out of his group and like Tom Kim's plus 200. I'm not seeing that with any other books. So basically what Luke and I are going to do is we're going to run through each group of their 16 groups. Um, just so everyone is, if there's any uncertainty on the format basically how this goes is there's 16 groups and wednesday thursday and friday they do like a little round robin so if you're filling out a bracket you have to pick one person from each group and then they advance to the knockout stage which happens basically saturday and sunday the round of 16 and quarterfinals happen saturday and then the uh, semifinals and finals happen sunday um, do you have anything you want to touch on before we get started course wise, um, strategy wise, I have a, I have a bracket printed out for myself. I have one that I can fill up for you as we go along as well, but anything, anything course related or strategy related before we dive right in. So I was going to say, you know, when we did this the first year, I kind of approached it like I would a normal event, right? Like I tried to kind of cap it as as though it were a 72 
whole right. event. And I don't think that worked out very well because then it's like you have this model that you built. And so then it's like, okay, well, this guy's fifth in my model versus this guy was 15th. So, but that's not really, yeah. yeah, that's not really how match play works. Last year, the thing I was kind of trying to target was like guys with some sort of an elite skill set that was set them above. I think there's something to that still. I think that may be uh, a decent kind of way to attack this. I mean, we saw we saw Scheffler just boat race everybody last year. And I think coming into the event last year, he was gaining some obscene, you know, strokes uh, off the tee coming in. And, and so like there, I think there's something there. And then I still do think that there is potentially like a, a fitness element, right? Guys who like physically are fit because they're playing a lot of golf if you're advancing deep. So, you know, your Shane Lowry's of the world, maybe not uh, ready to play whatever it is, seven rounds of golf in five days. Like, like I was thinking about that. Do you think Rory even wants to play seven rounds of golf 13, 10 days before the masters? I I can't imagine he would. Um, Like, yeah, it just, there's a lot of guys that it seems like this would be an event that they want to use as a tune up because they probably don't want to play next week. Uh, You know, Valero, I think is what we got next week. And that's kind of a, you know, in, in today's schedule, like kind of a lower event. So most of these guys like this is their last tune up. So guys like him, yeah, I could definitely see this as like, yeah, we get my three rounds in, hopefully hit some good shots, work on a few things and, and get ready to go over to Augusta. So uh, that's kind of all I, I, I'm, I'm taking a different approach this year. I didn't get into any stats. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking at like current form, how you've played here before. And you know, if, if you just have something that is better than everybody else in your group, because I think for purposes of what we're doing, if you can get the most guys out of your group from there, you know, hopefully you have some equity, especially from the, like an outright betting standpoint. If you get three of your guys on your card out of the group stages, you know, you might have some hedge equity later on or whatever the case may be. You know, I was thinking about it when I was filling out my bracket this morning, I went through kind of just like my gut reaction to what I thought about the groups and I found myself going a little bit more chalky than I had yeah. expected only because it does, you know, I know that two things to point out. First of all, it is very common for lower seeds to get to the round of 16. It's actually not that common for lower seeds to advance like all the way and win it, but it's very common for lower seeds to get out of the round of 16. But it feels like almost with, and and I'm I'm not one of those huge like, oh my God, the PGA Tour is, is suffering so much because of the the live guys, but it does kind of almost feel a little bit to me like the weaker seeds feel a little bit weaker because of the exodus of, you know, at least 15 top 50 players. No, I'm, I mean, we could, we'll get into it, obviously, when we get into some of these guys, but I mean, like, your Andrew Putnam's and, and Scott right. Stallings and Nick Taylor's of the world are not guys who would normally be in this event. And a lot of them are having good, you know, good years or good last six months or whatever the case may be. So like they have played their way in partially because there are some, you know, Justin Thomas's who didn't show up and and some live guys who just either their invitation. I don't, I don't know exactly what the status is with them, but they're not here. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm with you, man. The The bottom of the 64 is a lot weaker than we would normally see. All right, buddy, let's dive right in. So I'm going to start right at the top. The first group is Scotty Scheffler, Tom Kim, Alex Noren, Davis Riley. I'll kick things off. I 
I, t- I I could not give you one good reason why Scotty Scheffler shouldn't win this tournament. Um, he's finished first and second here the past two years, and yet I have him being upset by Tom Kim. I'm not even a huge Tom Kim guy. I just, I don't know. I think this Scheffler run, I, I just have a little bit of fatigue on it, and I went with the upset on, I think this is a really good golf course for Tom Kim, and I think he was a popular pick at the players and disappointed some people. And I think all of the reasons why you liked him on a short positional Pete Dye second shot golf course at the players, you should like him here too. So I I went with uh, Scheffler getting upset in in the first round. So this is how our our bracket uh, head to head will be decided apparently because I'm going to take Scotty all the way. You know I'll just get that out of the way now. Uh, I'm taking him out of this group. I I'm mean, such an idiot. Match play, <laughs> Just match hearing play. you say that, I'm like, duh. Like, <laughs> match play is, is something that he just kicks ass at. He's kicked ass at this course. But having said that, the draw didn't do him a ton of favors because I do think that that theoretically this should be a great Tom Kim course. We've seen Tom Kim really show up in some of these, you know, in the President's Cup. He was, you know, just electric, right, and and did really well. Um, and then Alex Norin is no no yeah. joke when it comes to match play. He's got a really good match play record. He's he's got a good uh, you know record at this course, and uh, he's just a good player. Not in the greatest of form, you know, at the at the moment. But you know, this is not an easy draw by any means. I mean, even Davis Riley, I think everybody yeah, frisky. in the in the golf world is recognized that this guy's a player. So um, not an easy draw, but I'm going to go go Scheffler just being uh, who he is. All right, second group. This is I like the two guys at the top here. Sungjae Fleetwood, Poston, Mav McNeely. You know, all these guys are playing pretty well right now, including well, not really Mav McNeely, but Poston's playing pretty well too. Fleetwood obviously coming off the close call at the Valspar. I went Sungjae. I bet Sungjae to win at at 35 to 1. I've been eyeing him for a while. I didn't like that he played I was laying off betting him because he played like eight weeks in a row. And I just thought like, I'm going to wait to bet this guy until he takes a week off. He finally gets that week off at the Valspar. Truth be told, I kind of wanted to bet the bet Morikawa to get out of this, this, uh, this quadrant. And then I do have in my own bracket, Morikawa beat advancing, but I missed that 35 on Morikawa that the DraftKings had. So I ended up taking a 35 on Sungjae, but I'm going to take Sungjae to get out of this group. What about you? Yeah, this is a group that's wide open. It feels like, you know, probably one of the softer groups. I mean, Sungjae's the 16, so he's the last of right. the onesies, right? So uh, pretty soft and Fleetwood, we saw have a really nice run through Florida for the most part. Mav McNeely had a good turn. I think Mav McNeely advanced last year and, you know, these kind of short, courses like this are, are McNeely places, but, but I went ahead and went with Poston. He's been, been real frisky lately. Uh, he's a guy who on these short courses, when he's got wedges and, and short irons in his hand, you know, he, he can really fire at flag sticks and make a lot, make birdies and bunches. You know, most of his best finishes are on uh total birdie fest courses. So yeah, I I'd like to see Poston. Uh, you know, I think he can hang with these guys. He's a, he's a pretty high caliber player for being, you know, as, as unknown as he is in like to the two of the kind of casual golf fan. Right. So I think Poston could, could get out of this group. So I'll take, I'll take JT. That might be a sharp one. I noticed that he, he missed a lot of short pots on Sunday. So 
and had yeah. a good week overall. Yeah. Yeah. And he still had a good week overall. Yeah. Okay. So this next little group of Morikawa, Jason Day, Spence, and Victor Perez, I'm going to let you lead us off. So I'm not, so I'm not leading us off with everyone, but where are you going in this Morikawa Day, Spence, and Perez group? So I went with, with Morikawa here, yeah, you me know, too. kind of two chalk off the, off the top, but you know, like you said, some chalk does eventually, uh, get through here. And I, I think he's, he's had some decent, you know, history here. When I talk about an elite skill set, you know, yeah, the irons are back off. Huh? They are back. And, and when they are back, you know, there, there is really not too many more elite skill sets in the game, right? Like, you know, Rom and Scotty with the driver and, and, Morikawa with a with an iron. Those are kind of the the pinnacle of like elite skill sets that you could think of. So, um, you know, his overall match play record in in international uh, competitions and here is decent. He's hitting the ball great right now. You know, his ball striking numbers are are off the charts. So, I think that that can carry him over um, a group that has some frisky guys. You know, we know Svensson can play. We know Jason Day has been in really good form and. Euro Euro uh, stands will know that Victor Perez is playing good golf. Uh, yeah, basically always. So it's it's not an easy group, but I, I like Morikawa to come out of this one. Would you rather bet Jason Day here or at the Masters? Probably at the Masters. I I just don't I don't know I don't know that I'd bet him for either. What what Jason Day obviously is always going to do and and really has done lately is his short game is so good, right? So off the tee at the masters is, is pretty open. So he can kind of bomb away yeah. and he can, he can really get his, you know, golf his ball and make some scores with the the short game that he has. And, and we know that when, when he's firing on all cylinders, like majors and, and those kind of elevated events are where he can really shine um, the better players kind of rise to the top. And when, when Jason day is playing his best golf, which we haven't seen in, in a while, but we've, we're seeing flashes now recently. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's something that we could expect. And I think everybody's always expected Jason day to be a really good Augusta, you know, masters player. So I think I would probably take him there and I don't know what his odds are, but probably better than they are this week. This next little group of Hovland, Kirk, Siwoo, Kuchar. Um, I remember I was pretty heavy on Siwoo last year. And I, I do think that he's definitely a frisky dark horse as well. I think you should always look towards Siwoo on Pete Dye courses, especially the shorter ones. And like kind of all these guys, Chris Kirk and Matt Kuchar are the type of guys that should probably thrive at this type of golf course. But I went with Victor Hovland. And I think that sets up the best potential second round matchup that we could have, which would be Hovland morikawa and i wanted to have some fun and see it so i went i went victor here that would be a really fun matchup um i don't yeah like this is another one that's super wide open like you said kirk and siwoo should be theoretically perfect matches for this course i went ahead and just went with kuchar Uh, yeah i feel like i got to take a you know a four seed or whatever the lowest ranked guy in, in one of these quadrants or one of these little pods um his match play record is outstanding. His his record at this course is outstanding. He's he's playing fine golf this season. Nothing like to write home about, but he's not, you know, trunk slamming every week. And who knows, man? Maybe he just maybe he just Matt Kuchar's this place. And he's gonna be hitting a lot of wedges, and that's kind of like what he likes. So this this course fits him, and and I'll go with uh, a low seed. I think he might be my only one. So let's get one on the board. All right. 
This next group, Max Homa, Hideki, Kevin Kisner, Justin Suh. I'm a huge Suh fan. I, you know, obviously Homa has kind of established himself as like a top 10 guy in the world right now, but I went with Hideki here, um, coming off an extremely quiet top five at the players. I like him on this golf course and I like the way he's playing and I've liked the way that he's been playing all year. I've, I've been pretty interested in some of the outright numbers that have been hanging on him and, you know, he got up to as high as like 80 or 90 to one at the players and, you know, promptly now he's down to 50 to one this week, which I still think is a good number. But I went with, I went with the decky. He's the type of guy that if he gets scorching hot, I think he can make a, a pretty good run. And and I, I think some people might be sleeping on him this week. What about you? Yeah, this is a pretty wide open group as well. I thought about Hideki. Kisner would fit the exact same uh, logic I just gave for Matt Kuchar, right? His, yeah. his record here is so good, but my God, he's been abysmal. I just don't think I can do it. Uh, so I went with Homa. I guess, pretty chalky on this side of the, the bracket. So Homa's just playing phenomenal golf all year long. Yeah. He seems to have like kind of this, I don't know if it's a mindset where he just like is trying to prove something or or maybe he just is that good. But he seems to kind of like want to win all the, the different things. Like it seems to me like a match play win would be something that like for him, for his resume, for his legacy would be important to him. Yeah. Um, and he kind of has that mentality that like he's not afraid of anybody, right? He'll he'll square up with anybody and and should be a good match play guy. I think he was a college national champion, if I'm not mistaken. And most most of college, there's a lot of match play golf in college golf. So I think he's got a good, you know, just the, every everything should point Homa. So I went Homa here. It's it's chalky, but you know, here we are. I'm gonna let you lead for this next group. I think it's pretty tough because you have like Jordan Spieth, Shane Lowry, who are both actually starting to really hit the ball great. But then you have like two of the best putters in the world which are yeah. like just total wild cards. So what did you do down here with Spieth, Lowry, Montgomery, and Mackenzie Hughes? Yeah, pretty interesting group for sure with the two putters. Like they could, they have an elite skill set that they could just right. uh, put the lights out and, and you know, have two really hot putting rounds and win two matches and, and get out of the group. Lowry has just had, he's been poor here. It just hasn't been good. And it seems like a place he would be pretty good, but he just hasn't. And so I went to chalk again, man. I, I, it's it's tough to ignore what Spieth is doing right now. Um, in his last, you know, two of his last three starts, he probably should have won them if he could make a five foot putt in the last four or five holes of the golf tournament. You know, API was his for the taking, Valspar was his for the taking, and we're we're tuning up for the Masters, right? So I think that Spieth in these first these round robin days, we're going to see a pretty sharp speed. And then I've got him getting knocked out and he's going to go over and start getting ready for the master. So I think he's going to have a good little tune up in the round robin, but he won't be a factor in the tournament. That was a good sell. I'm changing my pick to speed. I had Lowry. <laughs> I, I, you're right. I was, I didn't realize he had such a checkered checkered past at this course. Um, I think it's tough between, this one I had a, a tough time with. This is the only one I kind of went back and back and forth and back and forth on. I had 
Mackenzie Hughes at one point too, but I think I'll just I'll play it safe and settle on Spieth. This next group, Burns, Power, Scott, Hadwin. I went with Adam Hadwin to to mix things up a little bit. He's really good on this on these types of golf courses, whether it be PGA West. He's had some success at the players too, but he's just the type of guy that seems to raise his game on these short positional second shot golf courses. And none of these guys are, I mean, I know Burns had a pretty good Sunday at the Valspar, but none of these guys are are doing anything crazy for me right now. So I'll, t- I'll get weird and, and take Adam Hadwin here. Um, I yeah. have him losing to Cantlay anyway. I, I would have won some money if I was going to bet who you took in this bracket. <laughs> and I was close. You know, he's like you said, kind of the only one really playing good golf out of yeah. this, this little pod here. And yeah, it seems that like deserts are the places he plays well. Like Texas right. is pretty, pretty deserty. So I, I, I don't hate that at all. Burns is just, I don't know, man. Something, something's kind of wrong with that guy right now. Um, he had an okay tournament at the like his happy place at Valspar, which is you know not, may not be the not best all that indica- Yeah, it's no, yeah. yeah. And then uh, so it was between Scott and Power for me. Both have been decent here before. Neither of them are playing you know spectacular golf, but I'm gonna go with Power. Um, he got out of his group last year, so I think that this is a, a place that he kind of feels comfortable. When he's when he's right, he's making a lot of birdies and and that you know bodes well for match play. So I'll go power. This next group, I just I think this is the weakest. I think Cantley got the luckiest with his draw. I, I just I don't really love what I'm seeing out of Brian Harmon, Cagely, or Nick Taylor right now. So I just plugged in Cantley and I have him going pretty far not to spoil things. So uh, yeah, I went with Cantley here. What about you? Same, not too much to add. I mean, Nick Taylor and KH Lee have never played the match play before. I think there's probably a little bit of a learning curve to it. You know, yeah, Harmon is just not playing very inspiring golf, and and Cantley kind of is, right? Cantley's playing some some really quality golf, and he's a he's, he's a destroying guy. the ball off the tee right now. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's kind of rounding into form for the Masters as well. It might be a sneaky little play uh, at Augusta, but he's a Pete Dye guy. He's he's had success here. I think it's a pretty easy call on, on Cantlay. All right. Now let's turn over to the next side of the bracket. This next group has Rom, Horschel, Mitchell, Fowler. I'll let you lead off here. What did you do in this group? This is, seems like um like a pretty decently tough draw for for Rom. I don't think Horschel's in quite the form that he has been in in past, but Fowler and Mitchell are playing pretty well. Yeah, I think that this might be as far as current form the best the best uh, group the the best group i mean ricky has really come on um does ricky have uh, i guess i should probably know this i mean he's 49th in the bracket so he's got to be top 50 now right he's he's qualified for the masters is that well accurate? he he actually he's 49th in the bracket may not mean that he's top 50 because some of the right that means guys. he might be outside outside so yeah so, so he, he he's definitely got something to, to play do. for man that actually might be like the motivation that makes me change my pick who did you did you have rom I have Rom, but I, I'm not super confident in it. You know, I he's just playing really good golf too. It's like it's so hard to to ignore Rom right now. And he's got, you know, just an elite skill set. He's got an elite attitude as far as just like fieriness, you know. So I'm gonna stick with Rom. It's it's crazy chalky for me so far, but we'll stick with Rom for now. I went with Mitchell. Rom too. Mitchell is Mitchell is interesting though, because he is playing 
clearly like leveled up golf, right? He's, he's just better than he used to be. Yeah. I think both Mitchell and Fowler are interesting. I'm going to pick Rom in the bracket, but I think a better bet is if, if you have group odds, I think a better bet is Mitchell or Fowler at the plus plus money. This next group, Cam Young, Sepp Straka, Corey Connors, Davis Thompson. I'm just going to take the septic tank and, and see what happens. I mean, I just, I just, I think, I think he could get a little weird here and he seems like the type of guy that can catch some fire for, for three days. And, um, I don't know. I like Cam Young. I've been, I've been betting Cam Young a lot the past couple of weeks and, um, I would not be the least bit surprised if he advanced, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go Straka here. What about you? I like that. The, the Cam Young getting Paul Tesori as his caddy news really had me thinking about Cam Young. Didn't hear, Uh, I didn't hear about that. Did that happen today? Today. Yeah. So Paul Tesori and Webb have parted ways and Cam Young will now have Paul Tesori on the bag. Uh, That's kind of a big one. It's kind of big. We've seen it happen a lot recently, right? Where like guys get, you know, they, they pick up a caddy that has been caddying for like an established player and they instantly start picking up dubs. Yeah. Um, The Ted Scott thing was huge for Ted Scott. And then Tom Kim too. Tom Kim comes to mind. Um, Even was Billy Foster pretty new for, uh, for Fitz. Yeah. And I mean, you can even like make an argument that as, as as disappointing as JT has been recently, he still won a major, he still won like his, his third major start with bones. Yeah. I mean, caddies are, I'm learning more and more, so much more important when it gets to this level. So, so Cam Young, I don't know if it's going to matter this week for him because it's such a weird event, but like, man, it really kind of boosts him in my mind for, you know, the, the rest of the season. So just something to watch. I went with Corey Connors in this group. Um, we've seen him have really good success. He's, he's just been good in match play. And, and at this course, he is a guy I think who will, fairway and stick a close iron you to death, right? Like he's got to yeah. be a really annoying guy to play in match play. Like he's rarely out of position. Um, and if he catches any sort of a hot putter, like you're screwed. So I went with Connors in this one. Cam Young, Rom second round would be fun. I will that say that. That would be yeah. fun. Tony Finau, Kirk Kitayama, Adrian Moronk, Christian Bezaden How I'll let you, I'll let you lead off here. Where'd you go in this one? Um, I wanted to go with Bezadenhout. I, I just he's just such a fun player. Um, when he's putting the lights out, you know, he's he's kind of fun to root for. I, I um, was sure you were gonna go Moronk. I and and Moronk is another one. Like I wish that he had had um experience here, right? He's he's got no match play experience to speak of that we know about. And he's he's playing okay golf. He's actually had a few PGA stars this year and he's making cuts and stuff. I went with Kitayama. I think that okay. he he had the big breakthrough. You know, I think he's what like top thirty in the world now, or maybe top twenty yeah. in the world. Like he's a real player, and and he's got a couple weeks now since the the API. And I think that for him, this is going to be a nice little like just just a, a new a new challenge, right? And it, the format I think fits him. Talk about fitness, you know? They talk about this dude being like the quad god or some shit like that, like. He's a very yeah, yeah. That was what that. people were saying. He's apparently like squats the squats the house, but uh, you know, I, I I couldn't go with Tony. He just seems like 
he's always the guy that I think we both always want to take Tony. And then we, oh, I took Tony. <laughs> Did you take Tony? <laughs> oh, he yeah. just doesn't ever seem to do that good here. He's like, okay, but I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't That's seem like fair. a Tony place. This ne- Well, I went, I went Tony there. So this next group, Zell Torres, Ryan Fox, Harris English, Andrew Putnam. I went with Ryan Fox. I did. I, I don't know if I could tell you why. I, I just, yeah. I, 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 something was I pulling me away from Zalatoris. I don't, I don't know if he's been fully there since the injury. I mean, he did that interview where he put off in the interview that he was a little farther away than maybe people think. And he did have to, this injury ha- caused him to have to change his swag. I think um, that's big. That, it is. That so, like is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little bit cooler on Zalatoris and most, and I guess by process of, of elimination, I went with Ryan Fox. What about you? Yeah. I'm I'm with you on Zalatoris. I bet him recently and I, he was just not very good ever. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's, and, and Putnam, I don't, you know, I'm not really, really willing to dip down that low English. We're, we're kind of seeing flashes, but it's, it's mostly short game. The ball striking is, is not really very good. So I also went with Ryan Fox. Um, I'm a big Ryan Fox guy. You know, I'm a big Euro guy. He has been tearing the world apart on the European tour and he's, he's got elite, elite skill sets. You know, he, when he's driving the ball, well, like it's legit. So I went with Ryan Fox, you know, whether this course fits what he wants to do is is yet to be seen but i think that he could take some really aggressive lines on this course and and if he's driving the ball like he normally does can put himself in some nice scoring positions we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next group, Xander, Hoagie, Wise, Davis. Just a Andy Lack greatest hits group right here. <laughs> um, Xander last year was absolutely lifeless in this tournament. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I I remember he was a really popular. I don't know if he was a really popular pick. I really loved him is, is, is all I can speak for. And he, he got smacked around by like a really weak group Mm -hmm. and something's going on with him off the tee right now. And I just want him to show me it on this golf course. So I went with Hoagie, but I don't really have a problem with any player in this group. Like I could, I, I, I easily could have picked Cam Davis. I have a checkered pass with Cam Davis and I love Aaron Wise too. I went with Hoagie because he rated out the best for me, but I don't have a problem with with honestly any of these guys. I would just take 
take the underdogs. I wouldn't take Xander. Yeah. So Xander feels like Finau to me in this in this tournament, right? Like he should fucking kick these guys' ass, yeah. but he just doesn't really ever do it in this tournament. So so I skipped on Xander. Cam Davis is I I've followed him a little bit more because I know that you're a big Cam Davis guy. And he's been just like he was hurt. He was he's, hurt. He's, he, he he's got it. a weird thing going on. Okay, yeah. so that makes more sense. I I'm on record as as Aaron Wise being the worst golfer on the PGA Tour. <laughs> guy stinks. I, honestly, um, I, I wish that I took because I've wasted so much money on him, and it's, it's never happened. <laughs> that, guy, that guy stinks, man. Um, so I went with Hoagie too. Like this okay. should be a perfect Hoagie course, you know as long as he's in play off the tee, he's going to have short irons in his hand all day long. Yeah. Uh, that this should be perfect for him. He's playing some really good golf. He kind of got into the mix of the, at the players. I could see Hoagie making a decently, you know, deep run in this one. So I'm, I'm on Hoagie. I would say this next group is the weakest group. Fitzpatrick, yeah. the Gala, Min Woodley, JJ spot. Um, I went with Min Woo Lee by process of elimination. Fitzpatrick still doesn't seem right. It's he's hurt it, still, it seems hurt yeah. and tinkering. It seems like yeah. he's like yeah. it, reports have been that he is like working on some things and like capital W working on some things. So I'm gonna stay away and take Min Woo Lee by process of elimination. I think the goal is I, I'm a huge Sahith fan, but I think or Sahith fan, but I think he's all over the map right now. So I just went with Min Woo. Yeah, it was kind of the same for me. Like I, I scratched Fitz and Spawn just doesn't really interest me too much. So it was between Minwoo and and Sahith, and and I went with Figala. I think that, you know, you're right. He is kind of really up and down, and you don't really know what you're going to get from him, which might be good in match play, right? He yeah. if he spikes, if he spikes, it's going to be really good. So I think the course is decently similar to courses that he's had a lot of success at or has had some of his best uh showings he's a guy who can just rip off birdies when he's right so let's let's see what we can do this next group down at the bottom here we have hatton henley herbert and griffin where'd you go here so this is a strange group i went with hatton yeah, me too. Hatton is playing some some lovely, lovely golf, and part of that I think is that he was in Florida the last month, right? And he's a he just seems to elevate his his baseline in Florida. He's just hitting the shit out of the golf ball. I mean, last twenty four rounds, one point three strokes ball striking, and and he's gaining with the putter. I mean, there's not really a lot more I think you could ask for. He's he's fiery. I like the fiery kind of a guy in a in a match play setting, um, and he's he's got a decent record here. So why not? You know Henley. It's like what Henley does well should work here, which it is should, yeah short irons. But guy, it's not playing well. Yeah, Henley's just like not really playing very good golf. Lucas Herbert is playing atrocious golf, and I don't know that Ben Griffin. I don't know Ben Griffin's really good, but he does, I don't know that he's got the like caliber at this moment to you know yeah, win two out fair. of three of his of his matches i'm with you on hatton so i guess the last group i just i don't know why i can't envision rory going far at this tournament but i just can't there's like a mental block with me and rory at this event i just again like i just don't see rory going far 10 
I just don't see him playing six or seven matches 10 days before the Masters. So I went with Keegan uh, as a little bounce back popular selection that let everybody down at the players. I, I don't think too many people will be on Keegan this week, but if you wanted to go the putter magic with Denny, I don't really hate that either, but I went with uh, Keegan out of this group. I don't know why, what it is about Rory. Maybe he's kind of a sharp play in DraftKings, but he just... He doesn't scare me at this in this type of tournament. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I think you might be on something if like if you're talking DraftKings, if if he's an elite that people are not playing, right? You might just have some leverage. Right. But I'm I'm with you, man. I for whatever reason, it just doesn't scream Rory McElroy to me. Um, I think he's a guy who clearly like has his eye on the schedule at all times. Um, and I don't think that winning the match play fits into like what he's trying to do right now. It just doesn't seem like that's what he's trying to do. Keegan has never won a match. Uh, really? Austin country club. Yeah. He's, he's over not, or he's winless in nine matches. Wait, seriously? Club. Yeah. Yeah. He's winless. That's, in nine that's matches. great. I love that. Uh, so I did. So I did go with the putter magic and Denny McCarthy, just like maybe he puts the lights out and wins a couple matches. And this, this group is just, Almost a throwaway for me. It's weird. Keegan's 0 and 9. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not 0 and 9, but he has never won. So he's winless in nine matches. He's got okay. some, some, some ties. Some, and, some ties in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're on to the round of 16 now. So in the round of 16, going back up to the top half, you have Scheffler versus Poston. I have M and Kim. Which would be kind of fun because I think M- people M Kim would be sick. Yeah, M Kim would be sick. I have M. You have Scheffler Poston. Who do you have for Scheffler Poston? So, I think so I, I have Sheff. Yeah, I have, I have Scheffler in that one. I saw some like prop bets on like uh, what would be the biggest blowout in any match, and you could get like forty to one on like a nine nine and eight. You know, kind of Stephen Ames, Tiger Woods type of score. I think this would be the match you should be looking at to for do just yeah. complete annihilation uh i think scheffler just yeah you know wipes the floor with him gets a nice lunch and gets ready for his next matchup so are you betting him single bullet at like eight to one that's my that's my current plan i've got a a plus 925 at circa seems pretty fair he was like that same price for the players so um there's only 64 guys here and he doesn't even have to beat all of them so yeah you have Morikawa Kuchar here. I have Morikawa Hovland. I have Morikawa beating Hovland. Who do you have in Morikawa Kuchar? Morikawa coming out of that one as well. Okay. And then we'll just, I guess we'll just get to the final four in each one. Morikawa Scheffler for you. Who do you have? Yep. It's Scheffler going on. Okay. I have Morikawa getting to the final four and beating Sung JM in, uh, in the quarters. This next bracket, you have Homa Spieth. I have Hideki Spieth. I'm with you on the Spieth gets out of his group and then kind of sputters. So I have Hideki moving forward to the quarters. Who do you have in Homa Spieth? Yep, Homa. Okay. Homa, and then you have Power Cantlay. I have Hadwin Cantlay. I have Cantlay advancing. What about you with Cantlay Power? Cantlay as well. Chockety chock chock, man. Yep, super chock. I'm then, I'm less chalky on the other side of the bracket. You are. Yeah. And I mean, like you have Kuchar and Poston in there, sure. which are both the worst seeds. 
who do you have for Homa Cantlay? So I've got Homa. I, I just, there's this thing. I don't know what it is, man. Homa's just like, he's leveled up even a higher level, right? In the last, call it three months since like the turn of the new year. It just seems to me like this would be important to him and that he would be locked in um, and really, really dangerous in, in match play. So the other side of the bracket, I have Rom Straka. I'm going to go with Rom here to get to the quarterfinals. What about you between Rom and Connors? I'm with Rom as well. There's just, there's very little you can say that Rom isn't doing well other than he didn't win a couple of the tournaments he played. He, he got a stomach ache, right? right? So yeah, give me Rom, man. I have Finau Fox. And you have Kitayama Fox. I have Fina. What about you and Kitayama Fox? A little—that's a fun <laughs> little Euro flavor. Uh, yeah, second round you got Kitayama Fox would be cool. Me and Sky Hoke would be locked into yeah. Kitayama Fox. Um, so I took Ryan Fox just because I think that that if he shows up with his good driver, like he's got an elite elite weapon. And I could just see, I could just see Fox like kind of surprising people, and you know, some kind of casual golf fans turning on their TV and be like, "Because this guy, this Ryan guy. Fox, yeah, yeah." So this next one, you have Hoagie Thagala, I have Hoagie Minwoo. I went with Hoagie. What about you between Hoagie and Thagala? Yep, I also went with Hoagie uh, for the same reasons I took him out of the group. Like this should just be a place that he eats. Yeah. He's also a Texas guy, right? Like he went to TCU. TCU. Like this, yeah. This has got this has got Hoagie written all over it for me. I have Hatton Keegan. I went with Hatton. You've Hatton Denny. Yep, Hatton as well for exactly the same reasons I had him coming out of the group. I think. Did you uh, bet that popular forty that a lot of people were on? I'm kind of bummed. I missed. No, it. I haven't. I haven't fired on any bets yet, just because I am. I am very strongly considering just throwing it all all of my stake for Scheffler. Yep. Okay, so who do you have between Hatton and Hoagie? So I took uh, I took Hatton coming out of it because I would I would pay money to watch John Rom versus Tyrrell Hatton in the semifinals. Oh, I was going to ask you, did I even ask you who you have between Rom and Fox? Oh, I think I don't think you did, but I I'm going to go Rom. You're going to go Rom. Okay, yeah. so our final fours are are set. You have? Do we have? Yeah, we both have Hatton in our final fours. Our only similarity. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have Finau beating Rom, by the way. I bet to oh, Finau 25 to 1. That'd be sick. Just such that'd a be, sucker for it. That'd, that'd be, be a so fun, fun match. Yeah. Super fun. Um, your final four is Scheffler, Homa, Rom, Hatton. And my final yep. four is Morikawa, Cantlay, Finau, Hatton. I mean, Honestly, I, yeah. I have, I mean, I have Morikawa and Cantlay in my Elite Eight. Um, I have Rom. So, I mean, it's like your final four is all in my Elite Eight. Yeah. You know, so we're, we kind of have a lot of similar thoughts. I just, man, Scheffler is just a, he's just a killer, right? I mean, when, when he shows up and he's got the goods, it's, it's scary. So, um, I went ahead and, and took, took Scheffler to win it all over John Rom. God, Scheffler Rom finals. That would be huge. I guess, is that, is that, if you're the PGA tour, is that your ideal final? I, I think it's got to be right. I mean, probably if it's right not, now, right? If not Rory, yeah. I mean, if I not guess Rory, the but Tour always wants Rory in there, but Sheffield right. Rom battling out for the best in the world right now. Yeah, it, it, right. It would probably have number one in the world implications. 
plus just the public opinion number one right like i think everybody kind of rider rider match where chef or kicked his oh, ass. oh kicked his ass and he probably yeah. kicks his ass again man who do you have in the third place homa hat so then i took homa in the third place one i think okay. i think if hatton was not playing for the championship that fire is extinguished a little bit um and homa's you know homa's trying to get I don't know. I, I think home is trying to like get to world number one. Right. So like, yeah, finishing third versus fourth to him is probably important. Like Ryder cup, all, everything is important to Homa. Um, so yeah, give me home a third place. All right. We did it, buddy. So Scheffler is basically what you're considering to recap my bets. I bet can't lay 20 Finau 25 Sung J 35 Hoagie 70. So I bet one guy from each quadrant, which is the what I would recommend doing from a strategy standpoint. Like I, I don't think it's particularly super smart to bet a bunch of guys outright, even if you love their numbers in the same bracket. It's just this, just not an optimal strategy this week, in my opinion, especially when it comes to DraftKings. So it seems like yeah. that. That's that's what. Wait, it's who did who did you have going guys. to the to the finals and winning? Uh, I have Cantlay beating Fino. Okay. Okay. Did I even say that? I don't know I, that you did. You I might have you might have skipped it. Um, yeah, I just love the way Cantley's playing right now. Yeah, I, he's, I, I he's really good, do. Man. And I, I think tw- I wanted to bet the twenty too. I thought that was okay. It seems like there's this. It's a fair number. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, th- he he's kind of due for a win. He hasn't won since the BMW, and he's just hitting the ball so well right now off the tee. So yeah, I went with Cantlay over Morikawa on one side and then Finau over Hatton on the other and then Cantlay over Finau and Morikawa over Hatton for the third place. Nice. I uh, was was chatting recently with one of our mutual buddies on Twitter and we were talking about like how many guys realistically can win the Masters. You know, it kind Probably of under, seems... Under, like under 20, right? Way I think way under. Like there's a lot of guys that you could make a yeah i mean there's just do you mean under 20 to one under, odds un, or no 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 under 20 guys less than I, 20 guys yeah were you gonna make the uh case that it's like a three-man race between rory rom and scheffler maybe right not maybe not that extreme but like you know because i think i think homa is in there spieth is in there yes you know even like a past champion kind of like uh hideki kind of a guy but there's just so few guys that like I feel have the complete package going at the moment. And but one of the guys who certainly is in that discussion for me is Patrick Cantley. Yeah. I would honestly, I've been such a Scheffler fan through all of this. I really don't want to turn on him, but it's really boring if Scheffler wins the Masters. I just I'm be. just gonna flag that right now. I, and I thought I, it was boring last year when he was It was winning. really boring last year. The players was really boring. And I have been shouting from the rooftops that Scheffler is awesome and that this is not a heater. And I will never forget the people that argued with me on Twitter for Kevin Na on that Ryder Cup team. You guys <laughs> just continue to perpetually take a lap on that one. Go, yeah, go take another lap. Yeah, just go take one more because I'm never going to let you live that down. I don't want to turn on him because I've I've defended him so much, but man, he is so boring when he's in sync. 
Well, because he doesn't do anything wrong, right? He doesn't it's do like, anything oh. wrong, and he, it just it it never feels like he's. It doesn't feel like he's ever going to relinquish anything, or yeah, it, you know, even when he he needs to make like that one sixteen footer for par, he always makes it. I mean, I think at the players, the most, the the best example, right, was like he was kind of in the rough on number eight, and it was like, oh, maybe this is a tough chip. He fucking chips it in. Like, okay, see ya. Thanks he for came, coming out, he everybody. Came like seventeen strokes to the green that week. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, if yeah, you, he's, um, he's real if, good at golf, man. If if okay, let me ask you this as the last question: If your thoughts come true that Scheffler is just going to steamroll everybody. Does that make you more like if he does that this week, are you more inclined, more or less inclined to just roll it over and pick him for the masters too? If he does do that more inclined, I'm, I'm, yeah. already, I'm kind of already having those thoughts as well. Right. Like God, we're, we're in this weird position where like, I talked about this with, with Brian on, on tapping birdies the other day. And it's just like, there have been so few tournaments this year that, anybody even had a chance and, and Scotty Scheffler is just like not making it very fun for people who like to build a well-balanced card. So like, at what point do we just relent and be like, okay, fine. I'll take my, my eight, nine, 10 to one on Scotty. Which is and, like and if you're betting, yeah. Which is if you're betting like a money line on the NCAA tournament or a money line and football is like a pretty great hit. And we are yeah. just like, right. We scoff at 10 to one in the golf community, but like, any other 10 to one bet in betting is like massive. Yeah. It's, it's a weird game. So. All right, buddy. Uh, anything else going on for you this week? Where can everybody find you? Luke sweated out on Twitter. Yeah, man. I, I got a decent little March Madness bracket going. I don't know how your, your brackets looking. It's mad. <laughs> Although mad. I love that. My Prince and Tigers, you know, the Duke loss, the Duke loss, I'm a, everybody in my family went to Princeton and I went to Duke. So I'm a big, you know, Duke and Princeton guy. Sure. You know, I just, I tweeted out that Tennessee plays so dirty just to rile people up because <laughs> I know how much people hate Duke. Yeah. We got bullied around. I, I, I was not having any fun. Those guys inside yeah. were vast chick and Adu and all those big motherfuckers. And we lost our guy. We lost our, we lost Mitchell had like a weird ankle tweak in practice. And it was just, it was not fun for, for us Duke fans on uh, yeah. in that Tennessee game. I was, I was surprised by how that one played out, but yeah, you know, I've got like nine of my, my team still alive in the sweet 16, nine of 16. Right. So I've got some equity. I like, good. yeah, I'm, I'm high on the big East. Right. So I've got, I've got Creighton going to the elite eight. They play Princeton, which theoretically should be they, they should they're, win they're like 10 point favors right and, uh, yeah yeah still got alabama and houston obviously like everybody else does but but uconn has been my pick to win it since like november wow and I, you follow saw, college basketball right oh absolutely and and i'm just a big biggie stan and and i watched uconn early in the year and i was like this is one of the best college basketball teams i've ever watched they had a lull you know in the middle of the season and then they they are peaking and they play arkansas who uh, has Eric Musselman, who was the coach at Nevada, my my yeah, beloved Nevada. And uh, we left on pretty sour terms, I'll, I'll say. So I am desperately rooting for a UConn beatdown over Arkansas. And if that happens, life is going to be good. 
All right, buddy. Well, I will. We, we got to do Positivo again. That course is so uh, freaking fun. I shit, you know, I think about it every third day. It's so good. Like, it's, it's, so, it's good. so good, dude. Like, I Those always green, just the, like, um, I go back. The 16th or I can't remember whether it was the 16th or 17th green. The 16th green, it oh. haunts me actually still because I, I couldn't get up the hill. You played that <laughs> you played that hole so beautifully. Like you hit such a good drive and then you are just right on the front. You yeah, putted and it I right three up. putted, I think, probably. You, you did three putted because your your putt went past the hole. But I mean I mean your your putt up that hill was like 60, 70 feet. I remember. Yeah, like, that's true. God, that's such I, a good I, green. It, dude, I can it's crazy because I can still tell you like every shot that I hit and almost every shot you hit that day. Like that's how good that golf course was not to get into the rollback thing, but Oh, Positiempo. One of the reasons why I'm pro it is because it's going to preserve places like that because that yeah. place is like 6,300 yards stretched as far as it can go. And yeah. I, that should not be a driver wedge course ever to no. people. So I, I mean, it's just, it's that's a, a good that's argument. A, that's a special place, and they can't do a, they can't stretch that out any more than they have it. And it, that no, is a special, some of those, special place. Some of those tees are already almost in people's backyards. Like in so people's like, backyards, yeah, there's nowhere to go. Right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right, my friend. Well, this was a blast as always, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining me, buddy. All right, brother. All right, that is it for the podcast. Special thanks to Luke. Special thanks to RickRangood.com. We'll be back next week for the Valero Texas Open. Until then, best of luck with your bets this week, and we will see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world still runs crack And the dead shed the back roads stop